In progress. Okay, we're going to start from Daf Samach Dalar Aleph. The Mishnah is describing Hataris and the Dharam. Hataris and the Dharam is that you go to a Rav and he gives you a Pesach. He tells you that had you thought of this circumstance, um, would you have made the Neder? And if you say no, then they're not to the Nedarim. So the Mishnah is describing different circumstances that the Rav can give as a Pesach. So the Mishnah says, Rav Lazar Oimer, now this is a massive heter, and that is, we know, as we've had until now, Nidarim was not done by the most righteous of people. It was considered more Rishoim uh, to make a nether, which means every time you made a nether, it wasn't uh, good for your family name. So the Rav, says Rav Eliezer, can go to, a par- can go to the person and say, had you known when you made the nether, that your parents would be get, it would be a lack of kiver of aim, that your parents, people would be saying to your parents, this is who you raised, that you made nadarim, that your kid makes nadarim. Had you known that would take place, had you made the nadar, and if he says no, then you could be matin nadarim. Now this is obviously a very broad, inclusive Pesach, but that's a legitimate Pesach. Poischin la'odam bekiver of aim. Chum disagree, they say no, it's Asr. Now why? The reason is very simple. Pashtus is from Abaya. Abaya is going to explain. The reason is very simple. And that is, when you ask the guy a question, he has to be able to answer honestly. You go over to a guy and you say, hey, you made a nether. If you knew that your parents would be upset, would you still do it? What type of person would say, yeah, I would still do it? What type of Russia would do such a thing? So you're not giving him the opportunity to answer honestly. Rav Eliezer feels that maybe a person would say, yeah, I don't care about my parents that much. The Chum say, no, no one would answer that honestly. So you're not giving him much of a choice. You're going to go over to someone and say, hey, you know that you're making your parents miserable. If you knew that, would you care? And what do you, what do you want him to say? No, I wouldn't care. Of course he's going to say I would care, but he doesn't really care. So he's, you're, you're not giving him an opportunity to actually answer honestly. So the Chachamim disagree. Amr Rav Tzadik, Rav Tzadik says to Rav Eliezer, according to you that... Kivra ve'em is a legitimate Pesach. <laughs> Why not just use cover of God? You're right. What was the point? You're saying that uh, Pesach for Rav Yezer is, you could say, had you known that Nidarim is only done by Rishayim and it's giving your family a bad name, had you done it? If it's done by Rishayim, then why don't you say to the guy, had you known that Hashem is unhappy with you, right? Every nether is against the Ratz and Hashem. Then tell the guy, had you known... Right? So why can't you do that? If you're going to go all out, then go all out. If you're going to use a Pesach that Nedarim is only done by Rishoim, and therefore it's bringing a lack of Kiburav aim. so why not say, would, if you knew that it was a lack of Kavad HaMakim, if you knew that it was against the Ratz Hashem, would you do such a thing? That's, he says, it goes so further. The Gemara says, Misha says, Imkain ain't Nedarim. Nah, that's too far. That's, yeah, that, that can't be a Pesach. Meaning everybody agrees, although they argue about whether Kibar of Aim is a legitimate Pesach, everyone agrees you cannot use Kavar HaMokim, the Kavar of Hashem, as a Pesach. Now why the Gemara will give two explanations. Pashtus reason is because that, even Rebbe Yezer will agree, you're not giving guy the opportunity to answer honestly. Meaning the guy might say, yeah, I don't really care about my parents' Kavar, I do care. He might answer honestly, but you're going to go over to a Jew and say, hey... A rabbi is going to go over to the Jew and say, hey, if you knew that Hashem was unhappy, would you still do it? What type of person would say, yeah, I'd still do it? Nobody. So even so that, your, your mom is not giving him an opportunity to answer, honestly. Okay. Um, so you have a machloikis by Kibra Ve'em. Everyone agrees Kavra Mokim is not a good Pesach. But Mo'idim Chacham L'Rav Le'ezer B'davr Shabbain L'Levein Imai Shepoyslein B'Kavra Ve'imai But everyone agrees, although they argue about whether Kibra Ve'em is legitimate Pesach, but if the nether is about the parents, 
Let's say the nether is not, you know, stam, right? What's Kivar Aveim Stam? Stam is that the guy made a nether, he's not going to eat uh, milchik. So you go over to me and say, listen, you know, people are talking about your family, that the only people that make the darim are Rishayim, and it's really not good for your parents. That's a machlegas. But let's say the nether was, my parents are cut off from me. You made the nether about the parents, then everyone agrees you could use Kivar Aveim as legitimate Pesach. Why? So Pashtus, that follows Abayah's reasoning, again, the Gemara will discuss this, but Pashtus, the reason is, what's the objection to Kivar Aveim generally? What type of guy will answer honestly? This guy made a nether about his parents. He's willing to answer honestly. Meaning the, the reason why the Chachamim are against using Kibar Aveim as a Pesach in general is because they say, what type of Jew is going to say, I don't care about my parents. But if the nether is about the parents, this type of Jew would. So he actually would answer honestly. So if he says, I don't care, then he legitimately doesn't care. If he cares, he'll tell you. As long as, basically, the basic premise is you have to give the guy opportunity to answer honestly. If you give him no opportunity to answer honestly, that's not a good Pesach. So everyone agrees you can't use Kavra Mokim. Kivravim is machloikas, but everyone agrees that if the nether is about the parents, you could use Kivravim as a nether. Those are the three categories. Okay, second machloikas in the Mishnah. And that is like this. It's an interesting thing. What if you have a circumstance that came up, that changed, that, that changed, but that's also uh, not necessarily foreseen? Meaning it's not a common occurrence. Could you use that as a Pesach? So you'll say, why not? It's an interesting thing. It's a machlekes. It's a machlekes whether you can use a Pesach of something that came up um, after the fact. It developed after the fact. And it was not the most common thing. Now, the, so, so the, the, the Rebbe Liezer says, yeah, because that's the whole point of a Pesach. Had you known this would happen, would you have done it? He says, no. Well, exactly. So this is, it's, it's slightly uncommon. It's uncommon, the levels you'll have to see, but the reason why the Chum are against it is because like this, the whole point of a Pesach is, you say to the guy, would you have done this again? Would you have done this? If you have, let's say, the, what's a classic example of a Pesach? A guy makes a nether, he's going to go to the mikveh every day, and then all of a sudden it's the winter, and it's really cold, and he's like, I, they say, well, had you thought about this? He's like, ah, I wouldn't have. Now that's not something that developed, that's not out of the, that he just didn't think of it at the time. You have something that's mamish out of the out of the you know the blue, you know uh, a guy makes a makes a nether and then uh, you know his team his football team which is un, unheard of they make the Super Bowl whatever and now he has to go this he can't go there because he wants to see it. that you ask the guy had, had, that's a machlokes why because the whole point of a pesach is would you have done it differently if you had all the information. Like, if we, if we were based, not all the information, if we went back in time, would you have done it differently? Over here, because it's unlikely, you could see a guy saying, it's, it sounds like an un- irrational thing, I'd do it again. Right? There, like, there are certain things where it's like, at the time, I think it made sense. Meaning, if at the time you had, you didn't, like, uh, about the, the example mikvah. example you gave when we first did this is like, I'm going to go to Minyan every day for a year, and then COVID, no Minyan. Exactly. Well, so it's like, if we were to go back, would you do it the same? You'd be like, yeah, I'd do it the same. Obviously, with all the information, you would do it differently, but the question is, the average person, basically, if you just go back in time, would you do it again? I would do it again. I know that sounds crazy, because it's like, well, you clearly, well, then you're an idiot. But the answer is, because it's unforeseen, I couldn't have done anything differently. I, I, I took the risk, and it was worth it at the time. It's interesting of how you look at it, but that's the machlaikis of whether you could use a noilid 
an unforeseen circumstance that's uncommon as a Pesach. It basically has to do with, like, because you're not rewriting history. You're basically saying, we're going to do a redo. So the guy could say, I, 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 you know what, honestly, such a small percentage, I'd do it again. That's the machlaikas of whether uh, that is a legitimate form of a Pesach. Um, again, it's, in, in Lumdis, it's, under, it's interesting, because again, you see from here, it's not just like... It's not just like a redo with all the information. It's like a redo legitimately at the time. If I were to give you a second chance, would you do it? And I, I, a lot of people would say, like, they bet this and this, and they're like, yeah, I, I, well, at the time, I think it made sense. So, it, it, again, it's an interesting in Lumdus of how, of how to understand that, but that's the Machlechus. The Mishnah gives three examples of Noilid. Again, these are things that developed afterwards that are not the most common. They're, they're kind of unheard of. They're not like COVID-level crazy, but... But but uh, not the most common thing. What are the examples? Ketzad, A guy says, I'm not benefiting from, Reuben says, I'm not benefiting from Shimon. Okay? And then Nasa Seifer. All of a sudden, Shimon, in the age of his 40s, he changes professions. Now, who is supposed to see that coming? All of a sudden, he is now the town Seifer. So I'd like to benefit from him because he's the town Seifer. Now, how, who would think that at that age he would change professions? Or... Or all of a sudden he marries off his kid. Now you're going to say, well, marrying off a kid is not so uncommon. So the Mepharshim explained it means that like you made the nether for three months and the wedding wasn't supposed to take place. Meaning they changed the date of the wedding. That's not a common thing, to make the wedding early. So basically, Reuben cuts off Shimon. Shimon's making a wedding in six months. They say, but you're making a nether against him. He says, yeah, but that's in six months. I'm not, I'm not it's on a gay now. All of a sudden, he changes the wedding. The wedding's next week. Uh, who, who's supposed to think of that? That's an unforeseen circumstance. And he says, That's an example of where the Chalm are against it, or is okay with it. Or the last one is, A person says, I swear I'm not going to enter this house. All of a sudden, the community decides that's going to become the new shul. How am I supposed to see that? Who is supposed to see that coming? Uh, Okay, so we'll get to all this later on, but today's daf is going to be dealing with the first section of the mission, which again, just to review, the, the, uh, the question is, what's a legitimate Pesach? We have three halachas in the beginning of the Mishnah. Everyone agrees you cannot use Kavra Makam, the Kavra Vashem. That's not legitimate, we'll see why. It's a machlekes whether you can use Kivra Vashem, and using Kivra um, aim when the nether was about the parents, everyone agrees is okay. So now, my ein nidarim. Everyone said in the Mishnah, you cannot use kavra makam. Again, the Rav wants to say, and this is Rav Tzadik, says to Rav Liezer, why can't you say the following? The guy comes forward, he made a nether. Whatever the nether is, every nether in the world you can answer with the following Pesach. Does Hashem like nidarim? No. So if you knew that you were angering Hashem, would you have done it? Everyone agrees, no good. The question is why? So there's two explanations. Am Rabbiya, imkein ein nidarim nidarim yafa. Abaya says, very simple, go to the next page, Abaya says, no one is going to answer honestly. Meaning, you want to say kibra ve'em, you go over to a guy and you say, hey, you know you're in a dharma angering your parents, would you have done it? There are some people like, yeah, I don't care, I don't care about them. And some people would say, I do care about them, but at least there's an option. What type of Jew is going to go when a rabbi says to him, hey, you know you're angering Hashem, would you still do this? What type of person is like, yeah, I'd do it again. No one's going to do that. They're all going to just say, of course not, even though they don't actually mean it. So Abayah says you cannot use a Pesach if you're not giving him a legitimate Pesach. He's not, he doesn't have a choice to answer honestly. So that's the problem. So therefore, parents is a machlaikis because 
Some Revelazer feels a person will answer honestly about his parents. Chum disagree, fine. But Kavra Malkim, nobody. That's a biased take. And Abaya, by the way, I'm just, I'll speak this out and then we'll see it inside. The flow of the mission is very easy. Parents is a machloikis, whether people will say, meaning, Revelazer says, a person will answer honestly about Kibra Ve'im. You go over to someone and you say, hey, you know that your nether is angering your parents. Would you have done it again? Some people will say, yeah, I'd do it again. I don't care about them. Some people won't. Chum disagree. They say, no, a person won't answer honestly about a parent. Though. Fine, but it's debatable. Kibra Ha'makim, no Jew is going to tell a rabbi, I don't care about God. So that's, that's not a good Pesach. But the end of the Mishnah is, everyone agrees if the, if the nether was assuring the parents, you could use it as a Pesach. Why? Because the guy, what's the whole concern? The whole concern is, will he answer honestly about angering his parents? He assured his parents. He's clearly willing to push the boundaries. So fine, so that's the flow of the Mishnah. The whole crux of the Shaila of the Mishnah is, will a, pen, a person answer honestly? By Hashem, no. By parents, debatable. When the nether is about the parents, yes. Okay, fine. That's Abayah's take on the Mishnah. Rabba has a different explanation. He says, Rabba says, that's not my concern. The reason why you can't use Kivra Mokim as a Pesach is because you know what's going to happen over time? No one's going to go to Rabbanim anymore. Well, every single... What neder can be removed by, uh, by the Kavra Makam? Every single one. So you know what's going to end up happening? You, a guy's going to make a neder. They're going to say, hey, you want to do a Tarasadam? You should go to a rabbi. He's like, okay, why? So he could say, I ask about God. I'll do it myself. What you basically is, you basically removed the concept of Rabbonim doing a Tarasadam. So it's a very practical issue. By parents, debatable, but the issue with Kavra Malkim is not whether a person will answer honestly. Is that once you're giving a heter that can be used across the board for every neder, so what's the point of that Tarasadarim anymore? No one's going to go to a rov. They're just going to do it themselves. And over time, they're just not going to do it. So therefore, that's the problem. Now the issue with this is just the flow of the Mishnah. Um, and this is the Gemara. I just want to say it outside. The flow of the mission according to Abai makes a lot of sense. The whole Shaila is, will a person answer honestly? By God, no. By parents, debatable. But when the nether is about the parents, yes. That's the flow. But according to Rava, the Shaila is, will a person end up going to Rabbanim? So by God, no. They'll just do it themselves. By parents, it's debatable. But says the Mishnah, but when the nether is about the parents, then it's fine. Why aren't you concerned? that when the nether's about the parents, they won't go to Rabbanim. Meaning, if you know that when the nether's about the parents, you don't have to, you, you could just do Atar Sadaram easily because just say, oh, had you known, blah, blah. So then why, why aren't you concerned the same thing? People won't go to Rabbanim anymore. So I'll just say outside, the answer is very simple, and that is um, the, the heter of God is a heter for 100% of the nedarim. That's why Rav is concerned. That's why the Gemara is concerned that they won't go to Rabbanim. The heter of Atar Sadarim, when it's about the parents, yes, it's an all-inclusive heter for that category. Yes. If someone makes a nether about his parents, he will 100% get Atar Sadarim by saying, would you care about your parents? But that will not apply to Atar Sadarim about not eating cheese and Atar Sadarim about not... It, it's not It's not something that will apply to other circumstances. Rava's objection, I just thought the Gemara is going to explain this. The objection of using Hashem is that it's an all inclusive heter for 100% of the Nidarim. Also, the person that is about their parents, so they, they don't 
care about the parents. True. Oh, that's a good point also, but at least it's an option. I, I hear what you're saying. You're saying that it's you're, you're statistically. But that's also, that's a bias. That's already using a bias, like rationale into Rava's world a little bit. But yeah, but yeah, I hear what you're saying. But the point is, Rava, it's more, um, we want to make sure Hatar's Dharm is still employed. So says the Gemara, Rava, Omar, Rava says the objection of Hatar Sadarm about using God as a reason for Hatar Sadarm is because then no one's going to go to a rabbi anymore. They're just going to do it themselves. So the Gemara says, Tanan, so that's the Machlegas Abayin Rava. What's the issue with using God as Atar Sadarm? Abayin says, it's because no one's going to answer honestly. And Rava says, it's because no one's going to do Atar Sadarm anymore. So, Tanan, Modim Chacham Le Rava Lazar, Everyone agrees that if the nether is about the parents, that you could use the parents as a Pesach for Hatar Sadar. So the Gemara says, Abaya, the flow of the mission is very nice. The whole issue is, will a person answer honestly? By God, no. By parents, debatable. But over here, because he made the nether about the parents, yeah, he'll answer honestly. That's why everyone agrees it's a legitimate Pesach. The flow is very nice. But if Rava's objection of using Hashem is that it's such an inclusive heter that you could just use it without going to a rabbi, then then why is it that everyone agrees by the parent that it's illegitimate? You should be the same concern. If you made another about the parent and we're going to allow you to just use this heter, then you're not going to go to a rabbi in such a circumstance. The answer is, you're right. The answer is, you're right, but that's only an all-inclusive heter for a subcategory. Meaning, when you use God as a Pesach, that's an all-inclusive heter for 100% of the Nadarim. That basically will abolish going to Rabbanim. We are comfortable using the heter, which is a pretty inclusive heter, when you made a nether about a parent. For that what? That 5% of Nidarim? Okay. So for 5% of the Nidarim, people will be lax. But using God is 100% of the Nidarim. You allow that, you basically got rid of Atar Sadarim. That, that's, the, that's the fundamental difference. Now, just for the end of the daf, is it's Akadita. It's very interesting. It's very famous, actually. It's a very famous concept. Yadamachleik is whether Noilid is a legitimate Pesach. Again, something that was unforeseen and, and out of the... And out of the ordinary. My time at the Revelazar, why is Revelazar cool with using Noilid? Where does he get it from? What's the source that Noilid is a legitimate Pesach? So Amrav Chizadamar Kra. The basic flow is like this. So the Gemara says, um, interesting, the conclusion is interesting. Um, we know that Moshe Rabbeinu, according to the Medrash, the Gemara is going to quote in tomorrow's daf, I believe. According to the Medrash, Moshe Rabbeinu made a neder to Yisro that he will not leave Midian to go back to Egypt without Yisro's permission. Okay. The Pasuk tells us that he didn't. By the way, he didn't end up asking. He just left. Now, why was it allowed? He made a neder. This is all from the Medrash. So the Gemara is going to say, Hashem gave a Pesach for Atar Sadar. What did Hashem say? The Pasuk says, Ki kol That Hashem said, you made the neder because the people, um, people were trying to, Adas and Aviram were trying to kill you, right? right? The whole reason why he ran away from Egypt, because the Pesach says that, um, the Pesach says that he, he saw two Jews hitting each other, Adas and Aviram, he, they, uh, he told, uh, when he called them a Russia, they told on him, and then the whole court case, and then he, he fled. 
So Hashem said, those people are dead, you can go back. Meaning the nether that he made to Yisro was contingent on, I'm not going to go back to Egypt because it's dangerous, because those people are after me. And Hashem said, don't worry, the, the nether that you made, I'll give you a Pesach. They're dead now. Now, meaning, and had you known they'd be dead, would you have made the nether? No. That's a noilid. <laughs> That's a noilid. That's an unforeseen circumstance. I mean, unforeseen, I mean, due to, like, with genocide. But, but he, that, was un, that was not foreseen at the time. That's something that developed later. And you see, it's a good Pesach. So he says like this. Um, if you look at Rashi, I'm not going to go back because Dasan and are after me. Hashem says you can go back because they died. So that's... A, that's I'm sorry? The wasn't made because... But apparently, no. Again, this is all from the Medrash. Rashi is saying that the the nether was because bishvil. It was because that it was obviously included in the nether. I'm not going to go back. Not just because you want your son-in-law around. I'm not going to go back because they're after me. But meaning that was obviously how he verbalized it. But had they not been after him, he would go back. So so therefore, so that was the nether. Hashem said. Something happened. Something changed. They're dead now. You can go back. Oh, and you see, so you see that you could use a noilid. You could use a development that you would not have known at the time, as a, as a unforeseen circumstance, as a legitimate pesach. Okay. Now, oh, so, so the Gemara says, "Vamisa de noilid who mekanche poischem in noilid." So the, what are the rabbanon shita? The rabbanon shita is. I'll tell you outside. We'll see it inside. It's an interesting thing. The rabbanon shita is that um, right. Hashem said they're dead. The Rabbanon actually say, but they, they didn't die. Das and Aviram popping up throughout Tanakh. They, they, they're still there. They're making us crazy by Kairach. What's the answer? So you all know the famous Medrash. They didn't die. They became poor. And someone who becomes poor is Kilu, they're dead. So that wasn't an unforeseen circumstances. Not A slave not having money is very common. So therefore the answer is, it's not that, that when he's, Hashem said that they're dead, they're not actually dead. They're just poor. Fine. Here's the question. So why does that make it? Why does that make the nether removed? I guess Moshe Rabbeinu was not afraid of the people. Moshe Rabbeinu was afraid of the people as long as they're considered alive. They were considered dead. So it's a technicality that the nether could be removed, right? Moshe Rabbeinu said, "I'm not going to do this as long as they're alive." They're technically dead in halacha because they're poor, but that's not an unforeseen circumstance because they didn't actually die. They just became poor. Oh, that's that's a pesach, but not a pesach of an oil. The only why it's interesting is because I never thought of having poor people considered dead would be legitimate in this nether because the whole nether is I'm afraid of those men that are breathing. I guess they lost their power. That's the point. They, 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 they lost, when they're poor, they no longer have power of influence and therefore they're considered dead in halacha. This is not like Rechaim Shmulevitz. Rechaim Shmulevitz had a famous Torah and he says, why is it that those four people are considered dead in halacha? They're going to see, it says someone who doesn't have children, someone who's blind, someone who doesn't have money, and someone who's a chayla, I think it's a chayla. The Gemara talks about it. Um, oh, it's a, a blind, Suma, doesn't have children, poor, and a Mitzayra. So Chaim Shmulevitz had a famous side that he said all those four people can't help other Jews, they need help. Right? When you're blind, you can't help, you, you need help. A Mitzayra is out there, he needs, they're basically, they're takers. So a Jew who's a taker, who's not a giver, is considered dead. But you, I actually think that Pashpashat is what you're saying, is that these people don't have influence. 
They don't have influence. So because they don't have influence, they're not chashiv. So Hashem was saying they died. Not that they actually died, but they're not influential anymore. They're, they're, they're poor, they're, don't worry. And because the poverty, according to Rashi, first of all, they might have been poor at the time, but it's not an unforeseen circumstance, therefore it's not a case of noilid, not a makar. Okay, we'll just run through it very quickly. The Gemara said the Rabbanon who believe that Noilid is not a good Pesach, I Hashem use this as a Pesach. My time, Kasavri Hanukim, me Maisi. The Rabbanon say, well, they didn't die. What are you talking about? The Pesach says they died. They didn't actually die. How do I know this? Whenever the Torah uses the word Nitzim or Nitzavim, which means agitators or instigators, it's always Dasanavirim, meaning they're instigating throughout Tanakh. They were alive much later. So how could you say they died? The answer is they didn't die. They became poor. Anyone who doesn't have children, they're considered dead. As Rachel Imenu said, I don't know why this, this Gemara is sort of out of place a little bit, that Rachel Imenu said that Rachel Menu said that if I don't have children to Yaakov, then I'm dead. And Vitania Arba Chashuv Mason, there are four people like they're dead. Ani, poor, that's Dasan of Aviram. Mitzayra, some of Saras, some who's blind, Mishain Lebanim, and some who doesn't have children. Ani, the Chsiv, Kimeshu, Kalanashim. This is the Makar. The Pastor says they died. They didn't actually die, but they became poor. They became non influential. Mitzayra, the Chsiv, Anati, Kemes. Because the Pastor describes as a Mitzayra that the Pastor says regarding Miriam, that Miriam says, don't treat me like a dead person, meaning that Miriam is described as someone who's died. Because she had saras and suma blind that my eyes opened up. Uh, I, I was placed in darkness like those that are dead. That blindness is considered death. So says Rashi. The answer is it's not a case of noilid. Poverty is not considered something that's unforeseen. That's very foreseen. Therefore, because that's the thing, it's a misconception. When people say noilid, it's a machlekes whether noilid is a pesach or not. It doesn't just noilid just means something that developed later. That's not the point. It's not just develop later. A lot of things develop later. It's develop later that you couldn't see. You could. It was unforeseen. Unforeseen develop later. Poverty might have developed later, even though Rashi says they might have been poor at the time. But Pashas, they became poor later. But the answer is that was a poverty that was very foreseen for slaves to be poor. So therefore, it's not a source for Noilid. And uh, we still have a Machlaikas. We still do not have a source. Oh, whatever. The, the Rabbana field, there's no source for using Noilid as a Pesach. All right, we'll stop here.